Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Indian Doctor Podcast. I'm Indy, he's Doctor. This week we've got our first ever guest on the show. He is a TV producer who's been working in the industry for the last 14 years. He's worked his way up as a runner on well-known TV shows to now being a development producer who produces ideas that make it to our TV screens at home. He's also my future brother-in-law, so he really had no choice but to come on today. So I present to you, Suksahaya. Thanks, Indy. How you doing, man? Yeah, good. Thanks for the intro. Uh, Yeah, good. No worries. All good, all good. Can I just say, for Suk's intro, he he sent me this, like, (laughs) dissertation, right, of, like, his bio. I said, Suk, can you send me, like, a little bio? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it came to Friday night, and I'm like, I haven't got it yet. He sent it to me. And it's this essay of his, like, accolades. And I was like, even I feel overwhelmed looking at this, thinking, damn, I don't know he did this much, right? Like... We something just spent the podcast this, uh, reading it out. Just read out all those points. Pretty so, much, right? I'm like, look, take me through this line. What did you do here? Right? Uh, uh, you know what, though, guys? Like, I hadn't like even um, on my like the company I work for their website. They asked me to do mm. one for them, and I just kept like. I kept putting it off. I kept putting it off. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> yeah, know what yeah. to write. And I, I looked at other people's um, uh, profiles, and I'm like, oh my god, they've done all this stuff. Mm. They've done like they're they're amazing. Do you know what I mean? And I'm mm. like, how do I how do I um, jazz it up? Jazz mine up, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> um, and so nice yeah, time. I was just like, uh, and then so this is the first time I've actually sat down and done it, and it just kept yeah. coming out. I was just like. Boom, 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 boom. Type, 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 type. And I, so have you copied and pasted that onto your company website as well? No, I haven't because like there's there's just there's too much fluff in it, Indy. There's too much fluff in it. <laughs> too much fluff but, in it. Wow. That's, that's, see, that's that an in, industry word, man. I need to get concise, <laughs> succinct. But it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? So you look when you are forced to look back at your life and you really reflect. There is so much you know you've done, Indy's done, I've done. But until we actually look at it objectively, other people often probably will look at it and be like, "Wow, you've done this." and but when do we take the time to just be like, oh, yeah, I actually have done quite a bit. I found when that yeah. decade challenge thing came out and people were looking at, you know, mm. where have I come in 10 years? And again, mm. when, you're, when you're experiencing the incremental growth, you don't feel it. And I looked back at 10 years and I was like, oh, well, I was actually still a medical student and I was this and, you know, I, had, I hadn't done anything really. And now it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I've got a few things. So that's really I, good, man. Was it, was it like when... Did you find as well when it was like the first time you had to actually write it up? This is what I've done. That's when it all came out. Then was it for you as well? Absolutely. Again, the whole bio thing, and I did exactly what you did. Find someone else's kind of model it, and uh, <laughs> and over time you, you'll see what's relevant and what's not relevant. And I guess the thing for mine was it was like which bits to include, which bits don't I include, which bits are you know meaningful to people. Like just recently, I changed mine on Facebook. I just need a little bit of updating. I used to have a facial aesthetics brand. I no longer have that. So I took that out. I put the podcast bit in. Mm. And then I had one of my coaches reach out. And he was like, you haven't put coaching in there. You're a coach. You need to have coaching in there. Yeah. Uh, it's got my, one of my coaches called Ralph. And uh, he was, I was like, yeah, there's a word count on Facebook. I just, I just can't get it in, man. Like, um, <laughs> but uh, I it's, it's just character, it? things are I've never done that before. Huh? Maybe I should start dating one on Facebook. Bro, when you got that many things, then the character. Is <laughs> no, no, Indy's going to be Indy professional podcaster, man. Like, that says yeah, it all, man. One day, one day. Love it, mate. Indy, That's a good one. Or Indy expert t shirt wearer. Like, you're wearing another one today, aren't you? Grenade. This I think you don't need grenade. grenade. You don't need grenade, grenade. bars, do you? I do. I actually like grenade bars. I did this on purpose to set this up on this meeting, right? So it was a couple episodes ago. Garen was saying that I was wearing a heel and I don't like their stuff, but I like their t-shirts. 
This yeah. is the exact same material, different color, but I like their products. So therefore, this is an endorsement of the of a grenade. I have no idea where you find your t-shirts from, man. Like, you know you what? Know, yeah, <laughs> if you spend a certain amount on websites, right, you get a free t-shirt. So I was like, oh, let me just spend up to the level and get the free t-shirt. Technically, you're paying for what it. What that amount is, you know, because it sounds like yeah, the, the, the amount's like sixty quid or something for this t-shirt. And I was like, yeah, cool, done, <laughs> happy days. Brilliant. Next one I'll get, it'll be in black. There you go. See, <laughs> I'm a functional cool, guy. T-shirts, man. I told you. It's all about so, the t-shirts, so, isn't it? It really it. is, man. So, I don't so, know, guys. Got, I, like, I'm going to uh, have to gonna have to come in there a little bit. T-shirts made banana, okay? Punjabi <laughs> word for today, guys. Banana meaning, what do we translate as? Vest. But not any vest. Not like your standard Marks and Spencer. The white beater. Which, yeah, as Indy would uh, tell me. Yeah, it's okay. I actually didn't know this term. So, Indy and I uh, were in the Lake District in October. Yeah. And I don't know I don't know when it was, but I was walking around in my banana at some point. So, guys listening again. Punjabi word for today. Banana meaning vest but not your mm. box standard um, Marks and Spencers. And then Indy looked at me and he goes, oh, you got the wife beater on, have you? I said, what? <laughs> said, are, you looking, are you looking at the same thing? And then Sanj came and Sanj seemed to know the same term as well. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, fine. So there you go. Just, like, what is it with like Punjabis and like back in the day, you know, it was all mm. about wearing, like when you were a kid, my parents mm, yeah, used to yeah. give me a vest, right? Give me a banana, right? Oh, what? yeah. I, I always had to wear a vest as well. I never understood why. Yeah. What, what was it about? And I remember... Was when... it always about keeping warm? Absolutely, man. Look at the science, okay? You wear the vest because it reflects heat off your body, hits the white yeah, vest but and reflects Yeah, but the vest oh. wasn't like a normal vest. It's like a vest with like a yes. little crosshatch in it. So where's the heat retaining? It's just coming right. out anyway. So the function of that vest... The sleeveless uh-huh. vest, that's what we're talking about, initi- attention, yeah, yeah. essentially, yeah. isn't it? Is yeah. because then otherwise you don't sweat. That's the key, isn't it? If you have the other form, you just sweat. This, this way, it just kind of permeates yeah. out and then you get that. Right, next word for today, mushk. Mushk yeah. meaning <laughs> weird desi smell, okay? And for whatever reason, yeah, yeah, but for whatever reason, if you're a brown person, it always smells like a char. Okay, that's, I don't know why, but it smells like some form of a char. So pickles, that's pickles. A means pickles. pickles. Oh, a lot of Punjabi yeah, yeah. It does smell like <laughs> that it. though. I Love think it. it's. I think it's a reflection of the stuff that we eat. Like yeah. if you eat mm. Indian food, mm. your 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 levels of sweat just smell even worse. Sweat, like burp, <laughs> fart. It's all. all, of it. it's all yeah, it's all. Well, it's all connected, man. Well, they say that you know if you don't like garam masala when it's like mm. when it's raw, if you smell yeah. it, it smells like sweat, isn't it? Uh, Does it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, have, just pick up garam masala, right? And open the jar and then just have a little smell. It's like, whoa, you know, you'd go, you'd, you go, you know. This is what my dad smells like after a day at work. Okay. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Okay. Exactly. Right. And and then that's what we're putting pretty much into our bodies. Our food, isn't it? <laughs> into Everything. Our... Exactly. All right, challenge to everybody listening at home after this podcast, get in your kitchen, go, Mummy G, please show me a garam masala and give it a sniff and... Uh, Comment, comment. Tell us if it does smell like yeah, body sweat and body odor. <laughs> we'll be interested to hear. Uh, I'm definitely going to do that. So, so I've got a, yeah. uh, I've got a few questions that are set and lined up for you. Um, cool, obviously, cool. they're not going to be anything too difficult. But okay. obviously, the only place to start an interview is at the beginning. So, yeah. take yeah. me back to the very start um, of your like childhood and stuff. What made you realize that you wanted to get into TV early on? Was it when you were a kid, or was it later on? That that you just oh. took a leap into the space. 
Oh, great. Yeah, another thing I've never thought about. Um, brilliant. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I'm about to learn some insider stories now. Uh, hopefully it doesn't turn into a counselling session. And, like, you know, we start... <laughs> we have uh, a doctor. Discover- I don't know. Yeah, we have a doctor though, on hand. <laughs> so. um, yeah, no, I, I think it was basically, right, um, I, I, as a kid, I was always a little bit, you know, a, a ma- over-imaginative. Like, um, mm. um, uh, uh, you know, my my school teachers used to tell my mum and dad, like, he's somewhere else. He's somewhere else all the time. He's dream. He's dreaming. <laughs> you know, <Really>? he's daydreaming. <laughs> it, he's, he'll be a good student if you didn't daydream so much. And it was just like, you know, back then, to be honest with you, I was just like, oh, wouldn't this be a great story? And wouldn't this be a great story? And like, you know, mm. and it was just like my mind would run away with stuff and... You know, yeah. and I used to come home and I used to write like I used, I was well into like sci-fi kind of little storylines and and um, like about you know the future in two thousand yeah. in the year two thousand we'll have flying cars or whatever and it was like you know so you were back to the future prior to it coming out yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um, and so yeah I was always into these kind of like. Um, uh, I, I was always interested sort of telling story stories basically and um, yeah. I always wanted to find a way to do that whether it was like art I used to like love sketching things and um, doing a bit of that and oh yeah I think... a small fact about Sook as well is that he created what did you do for your wedding you created the outline of yeah. your wife's dress was that correct? yeah yeah so um, basically Aki um was yeah. like oh, this is what I want she told me exactly what she wants right and I was mm, like okay yeah. okay these are the colours this is the kind of detail or whatever and I was like okay okay so I just drew I just drew like sketched out like what she wanted you know just in a really sort of um, outline way um, yeah um, and <laughs> he was like I didn't know you could draw uh, <laughs> this is really good and, <laughs> And I, truth, truth is, I hadn't, I haven't done any art for years, and it, so it was yeah. like, it was nice to see that I still had it. Um, mm. But yeah, I used to love it. I used to love like anything arty, anything that was like gave us sort of told a storyline. I used to love, and um, and mm. then my sister, my my like, I never realised that I could actually do this is a profession like no one tells mm. you in it in a in Punjabi community like yeah, you could be a, you could be a TV producer whatever right no one tells you that and so um, that, that that particular bit I'm really interested in when you were yeah. there as a young person and you had this this thought about um, you know your mind being elsewhere yeah it sounds like you're a really creative person and I've just yeah. got a quote here from Einstein which says imagination is more important than knowledge knowledge is limited imagination encircles the world yeah it's very important but it's important for young right. people to understand this at the time, did you yeah. did you feel like naughty? Did you feel like oh, I'm not yeah. getting you know? I don't know about your early grades went, but did you feel like oh, I should be a certain way? Did you feel the need to conform, or how did you feel at the time? I wish I wish you were there, like uh, you know, as an <laughs> uncle, as an uncle at the time to tell parents. yeah to tell my parents, you know, because they they were like you know my dad was like you know mm. you know he's not he's gonna turn into nothing like if you don't you know pull your socks mm. up or whatever um and so education for them was was the entry point for all of us it's like it we, was, was here. we don't know much we need yeah. to get you guys at the highest possible levels of education so yeah. you can thrive later on 
So yeah. I understand the logic behind it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Chuck, for you, what was exactly. the... Were there certain roles or jobs that you were sort of permitted or encouraged to... Uh, you know, the good, the good thing is, right, is that my parents didn't actually, like, push me down a, a, a mm. particular route. They kind of said... Be they did actually say be what you want to be, but in mm. their in their minds, I don't think you know uh, there was this idea of like you could become a, you can make TV programs that wasn't like in their in yeah. their world and but they they were certainly like you be what you want you be what you like uh, mm. feel like is right for you and yeah. um, I think my mum was really good at that she was kind of like you know. Um, excited at whatever route I started going down like when I mm. um when I would like sit on our computer in the study and like I'd say mum I'm writing a script and she'd be like oh, mm. oh what's it about okay and mm. then about you know three four months later you're not finished yet you're not finished yet <laughs> and then That's it's some, like uh, good nah. accountability right there <laughs> I tell you it's good and um so you know they, they were good like that they were they were good like that my dad did um and I think he was right to be honest like in hindsight is that uh, he did kind of um uh kind of point out that whatever you do business is always involved in it so like yeah it is. it's it's always be- like you know so he kind of he at a young age wanted me to work with him on the market stalls you know for example right. and okay. I remember one day um he his his view was like maths. You better know maths, and yeah. um, you mm. know above anything. And like so, he was gonna like when I was like thirteen or whatever, and he was gonna take me to the markets the next day, and he was gonna give me the bag to like you know mm. um, to to basically take some money and give change and all that. And along with that came the dreaded maths test before. <laughs> <laughs> before before the the day of the weekend of the markets right and mm. there were my two sisters and uh my dad um basically saying right this leggings 299 mm. i've given you a 20 pound note what's my change and you know Ooh. and then boom i'm like oh and i'm thinking to myself why not say 3 quid why not why is it 299 <laughs> just give me round uh, numbers man yeah. Yeah, what was the deal with that? And then anyway, it's so, psychological pricing, isn't it? Right, it's like absolutely three pounds yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, and so they, they explained to me like always, just like just work it up, like add the penny. Then you know, yeah. you know what, you know what, like like if you got if it was three quid, you'd know easy. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so actually, I didn't think of that. You know, as a kid, like as a thirteen-year-old mm. kid, you think it's simple now, but you sort of don't you don't think of that. And yeah. And then after that, my I have to say, like my I went up the sets in maths, you know, because oh okay, okay. and it worked, and um, so yeah, I mean that was the only thing that my dad sort of was was upset about. If I did bad at business studies, when at, mm. like GCSE, he was mm. pissed, you know. If I mm. anything else, he was like, go for it, you know. So I'd say that's probably the only thing. I mean, the the, the reason that, that the, when I, I realised that I could do this as a as a as a profession, when mm. actually my sister mm. went and did, she did like at an A level. So both my sisters are older, and okay. um, um, Amandeep, the one who's like you know the nearest to me in age, um, 
she went off and did um like film studies within her like other sort of academic a levels she did like english lit or whatever and all that but mm. she did film studies as well i was like what mm. that's 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 I don't know that was a thing either. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I was like shocked, and I was like, "Mate, I'm going to do that. I'm going to mm. do that." And so, yeah. that's that's I guess where it I, it dawned on me that here's a profession, here's something I could do. Mm. Uh, I could even study it. You know, I could mm. even. Um, and you point, know, I think people can have degrees now in Harry Potter. I think it's a yeah, it's an that is the thing. Yeah, yeah, you it's can. An actual it. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I they would, did. Oh, I might as well tell you guys now the podcast. I think just before, no, after Christmas and between the New Year's, I saw this Facebook post. I think it was a bit late when I saw it, but somebody had tagged it and I saw it. And essentially, you know the uh, Warner Brothers studios um, just outside uh, London yeah. uh, where they shoot a lot of the stuff? They wanted somebody to be the voice, to do a virtual yeah. guide. And, okay, I'm a 30-year-old doctor with all these businesses, but listen, when there's an opportunity for Harry Potter... <laughs> so everybody on that Facebook post I was private messaging them I was like getting in their face I was like I am the guy man I was like I am Harry Potter's biggest fan okay and nothing came of it because it closed the, the public everything had closed but it didn't stop me messaging everybody I was like no you need to reopen this okay <laughs> number one uh, I need to get my entry so, in now right absolutely Love man it. do you not know who I am okay <laughs> but, uh, yeah, coming back to this when you discover Excellent. And again, yeah. if I, when you were speaking there, it just pulled yeah. me back to school when, again, for me, it was right medicine, three sciences and maths, you know, your bog standard brown yeah. formula to academic success. Uh, yeah. But I remember, um, I remember people doing like theatre studies and doing plays and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I was actually really good. Like, I was in quite a few plays. I loved doing it. But again, mm. you know, what's the output of this? What am I really going to yeah. be able to do with this This is the thing, thing, right? I was yeah. taught that as well. I was like, mum, dad, I was thinking of doing like, film studies but then I looked at the people that were doing it in my school and I was like they're not the brightest tools in the box and they're not and they're not the most they're not the most imaginative people they're just doing it to fill time yeah. and I was like I don't think I'm going to learn anything in there so maybe I won't do that because I'm at a private school mum and dad are shelling out a lot I'm not going to take the yeah. piss let me do something that's going to get me somewhere right so, so what you did instead was yeah. you got a little colouring book and you started colouring in yeah of course I did mate I <laughs> loved geography. it I coloured in all the maps in geography it was fantastic one day we're going to get my uh, mate Jamie on right and this right. guy's going to tell you the stupidness that he did in geography and he got an A he used to sit yes. at the back of the class with me I'd give him my my, my um, I'd give him my iTouch back then yeah. it wasn't an iPhone it was an iTouch right he would play Angry Birds the whole time and he got an A and I got a B. How? <laughs> it makes no sense. And he would copy my notes. And I was like, but, but people, I paid attention. He's like, it doesn't mean anything. Like, mm. if, you just, if you just have it, you have it. I, rem- I remember this distinction. Agreed. Agreed. There, was a, there was a teacher, English teacher, who was teaching me, Mr. Blackshaw. I remember this guy. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, he was an interesting guy. Again, I look back and think about um, what he did for me. In year eight, yeah. we, uh, he taught our English class. He was actually a Latin teacher. But then our school stopped doing Latin, so they just made him an English teacher. Actually. Yeah, and, uh, he's yeah very, it's the closest very, thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, very articulate guy. <laughs> so my surname is Mavi, right? And for yeah. some unknown reason, one lesson, he, this is a Friday, so the weekend was coming. He said, right, guys, you're all going to write an essay. It's called the Mavi Factor, right? <laughs> what? So everybody in the class, right? And then he said, he said Jazz, you're going to mark all the essays. Oh, and this wow. is the Right, it's, it's really odd, isn't it, thinking about it. And it was the day before the India-Pakistan game, cricket. So basically, oh, he couldn't be asked marking it. He's like, I want the weekend off. I'm going to go in the work to do. No, You're but okay, I can that's the... And I'm going to get paid for it, yeah? But that's from the <laughs> marking side of things. But the actual... I don't think he gave any direction on what he's supposed to write about in the essay. Yeah. Uh, but it was called The Mavi Factor. And I, I actually can't remember what it was. It was about me or my work ethic, whatever it was about. 
Um, but yeah, it was just it was really really odd. Man. That's that's amazing. That's it's amazing. odd, isn't it? Your teacher, <laughs> teacher's I, paying homage to you from early on. Yeah, <laughs> great. They saw something in in you, man. Yeah, early clear, on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps, but I wasn't but, the greatest student. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I find the, that thing, hard to believe, man. The, the thing that's the thing though, like some people, man, like um, even you know, like you say, Indy, like there were the, there were these naughty people in car- class, but they were somehow acing everything, and I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Intelligence, intelligence, yeah. basically being clever, and, that, and that's a distinction I had very, yeah. very yeah. early on. It was like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not particularly clever, which means my compensation is graft. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. You know, you either have work ethic, and you're yeah. putting outside of. You know, outside yeah. school, doing extra stuff like maths. You're talking about. So, I yeah. wasn't particularly good at maths um, yeah. until probably year nine. Yeah. And the the pivoting moment for me was I had this maths test coming up. Actually, I talked yeah. about this a lot in my speeches, and it was on percentages. So, like oh. increases number by this amount or mortgages, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Really useful. I still stuff, hate actually. percentages now. Oh right? man, I can't remember. <laughs> so yeah. my mom was like looking around the attic, and she finds an old book. It's called O level maths. Now, obviously, you know O levels have been yeah back, back then when A levels were called O levels. Yeah, yeah. No, no, GCSEs, GCSEs, GCSEs were called. Oh, right, were yeah. they? Right, yeah, yeah. So this is my dad's book, and uh, yeah. just chunky old maths book. But it had a section on percentages, and again, I just I did it, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to try something. You've never done this in my whole life. Maybe I'll do a few questions every day, and by the time of the exam, I'll be ready. Right, it's, <laughs> it's just it's just basic compounding, but at the time it was like you know game changer. And I, I did it, and you know, and I got like I was I wasn't in the top set of maths at that point, but I got like top five in the year, and I was like, yo, yeah. like if I come home and do a bit of extra work, yeah, and then go to school and I you know start smashing it, oh, yeah. I think I'm onto yeah. something here, and that was probably yeah, the start for me. Year nine was the point where medicine actually looked like a realistic possibility. Before that time, yeah, you know, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't particularly let's say clever. Um, maybe I had intelligence, but the cleverness, like you said, some people just they knew yeah. how to get things done. Um, yeah. And that was, a, that was a difference. And when you come into the real world that like you're in now, it's all about that. It's about getting things done. Yeah, it's a nice, to, nice to hear that because, like, <clears throat> there must be people out there, right, that are just like, never. It's never going to happen for me. But, mm, like, yeah. putting in that yeah. graft is, is actually, it will. With that, it will. You know, you can, you can push yourself to do, to do it, you know. And Nobody ever teaches you that, like, if you go home... <clears throat> And you do the work there. You actually get ahead, and then when you go to school, it's keeping up. To, it's keeping yeah. up with everyone. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. don't actually progress in school. You keep up with everyone. The progression you do is at home. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that with everything, isn't it? It's like that with like your hobby. It's like that with your yeah. your, your actual work. If you want to get better at your work, you may have to mm-hmm. work from home to put in more time than everyone yeah. else. Yeah. And you you apply that to all aspects of everything, and you start seeing gains in it basically results yeah True. you're rewarded in public for what you practice in private is the best yeah, quote the I've one. heard yeah, yeah. Uh, nice and it, there was a thing I remember when I graduated from medicine and you know when you graduate you put like a Facebook post out because you just want to tell everyone as you get older I don't think you want to <laughs> uh, shout out to the world about these things but I remember writing at the time and this quote just came to my head I just made it up myself and it still resonates with me today it was you know you don't see how hard I work you only see how easy I make it look Mm. It's a bit, it's a bit cocky. Uh, looking back at it now, but, no, I like it. But the sentiment was just that it's you know the, the iceberg and that kind of thing. You don't see all the struggle and the failure mm. and everything that comes behind. You only see when somebody manifests. Oh, okay, this is greatness now. And another person I really admire, Kevin Hart. He's got a great um, Netflix six part documentary. 
Yeah, and he yeah. says, look, you know, I've been a comedian 25 years. You don't know that. You know me the last three years when I've just blown up on screen and everyone knows who I am. But mm. 25 years a comedian, you know, who's supporting me then? So mm. it is all about graft. So absolutely. Right. I can't completely, completely agree. And like, I remember my, my college lecturer, mm. um, like film studies was like, no problem you know because like mm. you just graft isn't even graft you go home and you watch you watch <laughs> yeah, you a love it you, you know you're like this is my homework um and then um and then you have to write an essay on it and obviously because it's something you're you're interested in you know you can mm. write whatever you like you could write for 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 you know for, for england <laughs> and um but, but when it was when it, like the other courses that i did like um uh alongside it which you know I'd recommend anyone should do that. You should always do other very academic courses alongside anything that's like mm. art related or whatever, because it, mm. it, it it informs each other. You know, you can't do one mm. without the other. And mm. that lecturer said to me, um, you know, right? There's some people. I thought I found this insulting at the time, right? <laughs> it goes, there's some people that that need to that can just like they don't need to do any homework, right? They go mm. home, they do do whatever they want, right? And they'll get they'll come out with an A or a B. Yeah? Mm. You, if you do that, you'll back you'll you guarantee you your A levels will be you you'll get D D D, right? Mm. And mm. I was like, what? And then he goes, like, you need to just go home, push that extra harder, and then you'll be the same as them. You'll get the same as them. Whereas like film studies I was uh, you know no problem whatsoever it was mm. the other courses that that was where like I needed to push myself and, and what were the other subjects that you took so, so it, there was like uh, it was communications communication studies nice. so it was like mm-hmm. basically um, in, in that you got rolled up like English you've got um, journalism you've got um, Ooh, okay. um, all, all of that all the stuff that you know pr- bits about print media um, mm. and it's just it's really um, for me it was like actually it was quite quite challenging because it was like you're learning uh, about um, everything everything you know <laughs> it's like it's so general do you know what I mean? It was so general. It was um, everything we do is communication. You know everything, Absolutely. and Absolutely. it was uh, you know in that there was so much theory. There was so much theory, like in terms of um, how you structure a sentence to, yeah, to, syntax. Um, uh, okay. You know how you did you touch on um, NLP, sir? No, I don't think we did. I don't... Have you, do you heard know of NLP? What? No, what's what's that? Was okay, NLP stands for neuro linguistic programming. Uh, it's oh, something right, that was okay. created in the sixties by two chaps, Bandler. Yeah. And the other other chap escapes Schneider. No, the other chap escapes me. Two, two guys. It's made famous really by Tony Robbins, right. uh, the personal development, and it's essentially the science of speaking. Yeah. Uh, so it's how do you like like you said structure sentences. Yeah. Not not really to obviously if you took it very dark you you can manipulate yeah. people but it's just more about persuasion. Yeah, uh, and obviously in the sales world it's very useful but even my role when I'm with patients you know if I need them to consent to certain things and they just again from an ethical point of view they just don't understand the situation then using yeah. framing conversations in a certain way like you yeah. said every, everything is communication I, I think I said it I had a week course last weekend with Indy and I was saying if somebody asked me you know what are the key skills of a doctor yeah. I said for me personally number one is effective communication number two yeah. is resourceful enough number three is learning medical facts because now with the advent of Google 
Um, it's not so much learning of obscure things. And I, it's probably the same for you guys as well. It's how to, getting things done and working out how to do them is much more useful than can I do and not do it. Uh, yeah. So resourcefulness and yeah, effective communication, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I I love this stuff now. You know, after mm. after like going through the course, you kind of like you you saw the ben- you see the benefits of it, and then mm. and then yeah. um, you know what I went to sort of you know kind of, kind of when you go to put it into practice, you go, wow, I'm so glad I know about you know <laughs> um, you know what we what we talking about like you know in terms of like semantics and you know the science mm. of that and so on. But yeah, uh, you know I. This may be one of the modules that I missed because I was daydreaming, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I wish I picked up on it because uh, yeah, it's, um, I feel like I need to kind of go back to the the old books and and you know. So you have communications, you have film studies. What were yeah, the other and then two? and then the other thing I did was art. <laughs> so wow. it wasn't. So you it was, so you ditched the whole academic side and said yeah, forget I that. Only, no, I the only that. academic thing I did was that sort of you know that kind of uh communication side, uh, studies yeah. kind of thing because that wasn't that wasn't art related at all um and you know so yeah i went i went heavy in the arts and um yeah. you know then then i took it further and went heavy in the arts and at, at university as well I went to an art mm. and design college but and it's like it, that has certainly like improved my work because like you know mm. i we in the industry we always say like what's your superpower what's your superpower like one okay. one of my uh people uh, development heads of development used to used to always say that you know Sook's superpower is this design work like he can make things look you know visually brilliant and that mm. really feeds into when we're pitching things and you've got this you, you know you're able to go in with a vision rather than just like you know blank bits of paper and and whatnot and so yeah so you make it come alive that's your that's one of your super skills that was one of my skills but the reason i say going back to you know reason i say always do something more academic alongside your art stuff is that Mm. like you know i i'm there sitting scratching my head sometimes when we're working on a subject in Mm. um uh, like trying to like we, we make a lot of sort of makeover shows or medical medical makeover stuff and you know, if I had that sort of understanding, a better understanding of medicine, for example, or science, <laughs> yeah. or you know, and I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd fly, you like fly through the the initial stages of like, mm. like getting through the the idea process and mm. and the the formatting of a of an idea. I think it feeds into everything anyway. You know, whatever way you go down in in media or art or anything you know you Mm. need some kind of grounding in the academic world i think i believe because like for example we used to i used to have i work with a a assistant producer who had uh, a background in in physics and you know we used to kind of yeah we used to ask her like loads of stuff and you know and mm. you know she was just our, like she was our internet do you know what I mean yeah. and it was just like can, can you tell us about this can you tell us about this and mm. and you just kind of if you had that knowledge and you pack that in with your creativity and your vision for things, you can take it up, up a level right a, another level right and and yeah. yeah agree so I just think you know one feeds the other really well and mm. so they're very complimentary is what you're saying yeah uh, exactly very complimentary 
and I guess I get a really good quote that I like always refer to from Steve Jobs is, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward, but now when you look back at them, all these dots connect up, and you know, I studied this, and this helps me here, and this, this, and this, and uh, yeah, you're right, and I think any learning, any experience, I think this is the one thing I want to instill in young people, is yeah. go out into the world and. Don't learn for the sake of exams. Learn to have experiences because experiences yeah. will serve mm. you in so many different ways. Uh, and purely from a medical point of view, like I was creating some uh, content yesterday from stuff I'm going to put out for doctors. And it was like, when you're in medical school, there's this whole thing about you need to run through training and become a consultant. So a GP or a surgeon or a medical consultant. That's it. You don't want to do anything else. Whereas now the trend is doctors go to go to Canada, they go to Australia, go to New Zealand, they go to Africa. They do essentially like gap years and fellowships to gain more experience. So actually when they come back to the NHS, if they do, they're much more valuable. And you know, I was with one of my medical mentors two days ago, a guy who I really respect, Paul, and uh, he was telling me about how he spent a year in Africa and he was like the only white doctor in the hospital and you know, everything from a medicine point of view, you know, was coming to him. And he said, but when he came back to the NHS, like he was just, his ability to navigate situations, you know, the ability to, his mindset, the approach to his medicine here was just a different level compared to the other. But that's probably because he'd been through that, he'd been seen as that level of seniority and he could. Well, yeah, there's a scene as Leroy, but he's actually been through an experience where there's forced accountability and he has to do something in these situations. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah. And what I took from that was go and have experiences. You know, there's no bad experience because you're always learning from this. And like Suk says, maybe you're uncovering your superpower. And when you have awareness, that's the other thing. A lot of people don't have awareness. So in my line of work in my coaching, we call this diamonds. Diamonds are formed under great pressure. And they're the things that get you out, get you to your highest highs and out from your lowest lows. But until you have awareness that this is clearly what I'm good at and people are saying that I'm good at it and I know that I'm good at it and I can go tenfold on this and then start, you know, getting around the right people. Uh, Again, Mm -hmm. like Steve used to say, like rubs, uh, rocks rubbing against each other um, is what a great team is, you know, here with you guys today. You guys have different skill sets to me, but together, it's an interesting conversation. I like that. I fair, like it's, sorry, Indy. Yeah. Go on, sir. Go on, sir. Go on, sir. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's definitely worth underlining that point, that, uh, mm. underlining that point of, um, it, you know, you don't go to study for the sake of it and, you know, use it for experience because, mm. like, so many of us um, in our, from our world, you know, we're... we're we're sort of we look at it on the surface we look at it very superficially and he's like you know i just need mm. to get that that picture of me with holding that scroll holding that, that stu- fake scroll it's a fake yeah, scroll fake fyi <laughs> everyone knows that you know on the day when you went collect it yeah. i was like is that what they're like no you just hold it i'm like well where's my degree they're like oh it's gonna be sent in the post I was like, exactly what? i thought it's the <laughs> much later like six <laughs> months later or something isn't it you get it yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, yeah it's just a fake scroll you're right and it's just a, it's a photograph isn't it and you go well i better get that done because you know yeah. otherwise i'm gonna have right there's gonna be a picture of my two sisters they a picture of then my little brother where's the one in the middle you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's gonna be like that so so it was you know i knew like oh, i've got to do this i've got to do this but yeah you're right it is actually forget it even if you didn't pass you know what i mean it's the it's the what you've done in between that actually is has mattered isn't it the journey is the key and it's like you said it's the intention what's the intention for learning but again yeah when you're at that young age and you know i often i often talk about you know the, one of the worst two things in life uh, is regret you know yeah and yeah. one of my regrets is not understanding the powerful nature of learning a language so although i learned a couple of languages in school again the framing was you're learning a language so you can do the reading exam and the listening exam and so you can get a grade. 
And so I didn't really take it seriously because it was all geared towards medicine. And now I'm in the real world and I love to travel. You know, um, I went to Germany a couple of years ago and <laughs> German, I got an A in uh, GCC and then I got like, a, I think I got a C or something or a D in the AS level. I was in top, so they made it to do it a year early. But yeah. what I found was when I went to Germany, I really, really wanted to engage with the people and just, you know, say a few phrases. And I realized, you know what, this is a key skill. Like if somebody told me that being a linguist will take you places and open doors. Oh, it does take you places, mate. You make I was like, not even, even just, just money, but just, 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 no, just, 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 just conversa- experience and conversations. Level. Absolutely. And yeah. even yeah. that reframed me to think about how I view Punjabi as well. You know, I often have yeah. this uh, chat with my friends, you guys, Indy, as well, that look, we're in a generation where we stop speaking Punjabi, even if it's just True. a joke, you know, even if it's just like my proper jatta and all, all this kind of stuff. That come out with, um, yeah, then, yeah. okay, our kids come along and okay, well, okay, maybe we send them to Punjabi classes as the standard <clears throat> thing to do, but maybe it dies out and then that's the end of that. And then it goes, you know, back to Tutti Putti Punjabi and, you know, mm. and it's lost. Yeah. So it made me think about, yeah. okay, I need to be speaking my own, own language as well. Uh, and mm. now yeah. I've made a conscious effort to learn. So I'm learning Italian at the moment, not with the intention of sitting in an exam, but yeah. so I can travel more to Italy and actually engage with locals and uh, really, really um, have some good, meaningful experiences. Right. I know who yeah. I'm taking then when I go to Italy. Done. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming with me, mate. You'll be my translator and everything. <laughs> I was going to say, on a side note, a shout out to Suk here. You know the editing stuff that I've done for you, Karen? Anytime I've had a problem, I've gone to Suk and my Suk. <laughs> How do I, how do oh, I do this? Okay, like, okay. this thing. I love it. And he's oh, like, this Indy, is the master do this. I was like, ah, ah, this is, he's the real teacher. Yeah, it's not YouTube. Suck is my YouTube, okay? He tells me everything I need to know. Hands-on experience. But That's Suk, great. I, I love doing that. I, I needed to ask you, yeah. how did you take that, that, that leap of faith, like, to go into the space mm. with your parents? Like, how did that conversation go at a young age? Yes. Because, Tell us about because that you're like a trailblazer. Mm. How did that happen? Because you're 30, 38 now? uh 39 yeah so you're 39 now so you would yeah. have done this way before me and Gurren. so it's, it yeah. would have been even more unheard of even nine yeah. years prior so how did yeah. that conversation go and what was that like oh gosh I, um and, and do you mean the the, the kind of com- the conversation of like this is what i want to do uh, this is what yeah. i want to yeah, take my uh, i want to go down this as a career or was it the yeah. conversation of like i found this job and it's in London or, you know, I don't Go know. Go through like the this. first bit and then the second bit after. So, yeah, okay. Um, like, when I, I think it helped a lot that uh, my sister had already done, like, got, uh, you know, I, I was a bit of a copycat because I, like, you know, here she is, she's done this, she's done this course. I can now go and do it. And my parents would be like, oh, she did very well. She like came out with really yeah, good yeah. results. And, <laughs> All right, okay. and now she's this and now she's gone on to get you. She's been, she's got to uni, university. I think for me that helped, you know, so I guess she might have been the trailblazer, a trailblazer mm. in that sense. But um, yeah, so that conversation wasn't too hard. I think, I think it was, it was a little bit worrying because I, I did want to actually pursue it. You know, I did want yeah. to actually go. It wasn't for me just a course. It wasn't for me just like here is um, a way of just getting a getting an A level or getting a degree mm-hmm. or getting whatever. This is mm. this was for me was like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna find a way. I'm gonna actually do the impossible. I'm gonna scale the walls mm. of television industry and get in there. You know, and and then I when I said that to, I remember telling my parents that's what I wanted to do and they there was this kind of look of like slight worry 
uh, yeah, because they were like you know but also exciting sure? i could see <laughs> you know i could see there was something like, like i could see there's a level it's like oh this is interesting you know i can tell everyone my brother does this you know mm. my son does this but um <laughs> but also like mm, i'm not sure <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it, like does it what's the money like what's the mm. i could see there must have been lots of questions in their minds and i, I couldn't even answer them myself because i had no idea so mm. um i think the conversation, the hardest conversation was later when it when I started to try and put getting into um, the television industry is into practice, you know. So yeah, I was and, and so you know sorry, you, yeah, you had the conversation. You're not really sure. Parents yeah. clearly aren't sure because there's no frame of reference for them. Yeah. So where did where did your sense of conviction come from? So where did that? How did you know this is the purpose? This is my icky guy. This is my reason yeah. to be. I want to pursue. How did, where did that come from? Give us a sense of that. Uh, do you know what? I, I had this lecturer. Mm. He's a brilliant guy. Like lecturer, I'll give him a shout out. His name's Kim Wright, and he, um, he basically said this one thing to me. Um, he was my film studies lecturer, and he was actually mm. my uh, the lecturer for my sister too before me. Mm. And and mm. then my brother went and followed me. He did film as well. And he had the same lecturer. Um, and he said, he said, right, if you're aiming for, um, oh God, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do it justice because he said it very well. Oh, this is gonna mm. make it sound crap in comparison. <laughs> but um, he said, if you're aiming for the stars, no, mm. no, if you're aiming for the sky. Mm go for the stars basically go further mm. Mm. if you're aiming for um the sky you know if you aim for the clouds go to, to like, aim for the sky you know it was mm. it was this brilliant line, line that he had i wish i re- remembered it exactly right you know um because it, it stuck with me it's well, it didn't stick with me enough for me to remember the mm. quote properly but it, it's <laughs> the gist of it the meaning of the stuff the gist it, yeah. of it yeah the gist of it it was like it it it, it kind of it kind of like really sunk in and I I knew that I had to there were many reasons one Mm. of which I think you know being an ethnic minority as well Mm. nothing's given to you on a plate like Mm. you know in in fact I think sometimes you have to work extra harder to get noticed you have to work you have to push it a little bit more to Mm. to because there's so many barriers you know barriers of like cultural barriers in your own community and Mm. barriers when you go into the industry that Mm. you have to push even harder right so I was like this is going to stick with me and I think I think that that is what was my driving force is is Mm. that idea of like um look you know shit I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to just go out all out on this if I'm going to do this you gotta go for it it's not no one's gonna half-ass it you can't half-arse it. No one's just going to yeah. hand it over to you. Mm. Um, that's definitely not going to happen, right? I'm not going to have an uncle that says to me, oh, I, I just started working in the telly industry. I'm, I'm like writing scripts or whatever. Do you want to come and help me? That's not going to mm. happen. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to do it myself. And uh, like, so I knew that uh, that was my conviction. It was like, if mm. I don't build and create this and find this myself, ain't going to mm. happen. So, yeah, that was that was the driving force, and that was so, the driving force. 
And to your yeah, second so, point there about, because I think there are points in all of our journeys where there are little catalysts, there are things which happen, which again, we may not view them at the time or have awareness, but was there a yeah. point in your, you know, your pursuit of, let's call it the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of wanting to be in TV, yeah. where somebody yeah. in the industry did, you know, give you an in and did you have some sort of mentor, somebody who was like the person yeah. you know, that was like, okay, this is how I get in and things. I think I think there's there's been so many because um, there's been quite a few individuals because and 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 really um, like to get to where I am now uh, sometimes mm. I think you know uh, there there's an element of luck involved as well because mm. the people <laughs> that you become you, you're in contact with because like I I was oh mate I was I was applying for everything you know early on when i came out of university to get into like any job anything on anything on any job in in telly in in film industry anything i was applying for right even if it Mm. was like i was way underqualified or Mm. like there's not a chance in hell i'll get that or millions of people would go for this job oh i was Mm. still going for it right and and I, i didn't even get like maybe i got a letter back saying thank you for your application occasionally yeah and um my old housemate from uni and my like my uni mate and my colleague he managed to get on on to uh become a runner in, in, uh, like in in television and what uh, is a just, runner just, just for our listeners yeah yeah it's only what, Sorry, it sounds yeah. like an industry term what's a yeah uh, for me that's like you know running and things <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what does a what does a runner mean I tell you what, it, it, it like sometimes it is. It is like literally running. Um, uh, yeah, so a runner is uh, basically the dog's body, you know, in the industry. Um, sorry, oh, okay, to, not okay. very nice term for it, but um, it's a polite way of saying you are, you know, anyone's per- from personal assistant to the yeah. guy that runs and gets a runs out and gets a battery for the cameraman when the battery runs out is that you're the one that gets the teas the lunches you you're the first one on the set probably um at like five or six o'clock in the morning you're the last one to leave you're locking it up you're you're the one that's tidying up at the end of the night you're Mm. you know so you're doing everything you know um you could even be like um you could even be doing fun things like uh, doing a bit of research um, okay. or trying to, um, um, you know, help someone with their script or something. You know, you could be even doing that, which is like mm. all the fun editorial stuff. But mm. uh, most of the time it is drive me from here to here. Drive okay. X or Y or Z from here to here. You know, yeah. now we're out in the middle of nowhere. We're in a jungle. Right? right, you gotta go and find some <laughs> bacon sandwiches. You gotta go and get me a bacon sandwich, and that you know you gotta you gotta use your initiative. You gotta use everything you got right to work out mm. how you're gonna get that to this person. And you know, uh, no matter how silly the request, sometimes you have to try and get as close as, as you can to it, um, and you have to do it as quick as possible. That is a runner's. What's the craziest one you've ever been asked to do, like as a, as a request? Let's say. What's the, what's the weirdest one? You're like, what, really? That's what you want? Yeah. God, oh God, I can't. With confidentiality clauses, like, you can't tell yeah, anyone. Yeah, with the confidentiality clauses. <laughs> I don't want to drop you in yeah. or anything, right? I think, I think, um, gosh, wow, God, there's, there has been some weird ones in the past. Oh, oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, firstly, I had to once, um, so I worked on MasterChef, 
early on in the in the days nice. and and uh um like there used to be a particular like person with like makeup and stuff who used to mm, yeah. shine you know greg wallace the the um presenter uh they mm. this person that would like you know get get a bit of a shine off his head like when the light was hitting off his, his head, head. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, yeah yeah he's bold he's bold isn't he? right? oh, he's so, bold. yeah yeah right. and and so it was like that person wasn't there that day and it was like, no, you're not going to ask me to do it, are you? And I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's just like, just dab a little bit of powder. Just go dab, like the cameraman. Yeah, he's treating like, you like it's some kind of artwork, like a canvas. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I should have saw it, you know. And then I think, you know, Greg, who I had lots of banter with, it, um, saw me approaching him with the powder. And he's like, you're not, are you? You're not, are you? And I'm like, I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then it's like, bing, bing, is that enough? I'm glad it was just a little bit. And it was, just, you know, because it, it's just awkward, isn't it? It's just awkward. Mm, but, yeah, of course it is. Um, yeah, so I guess, but I think perhaps the, one of the most annoying requests was we were out in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a jungle, but it was like in the countryside. And uh, uh, like none of us knew where we were, right? Any, any, any of us was going to get lost. And, this is the day before, days before sat navs, right? When none of us had sat navs, mm. I had like, you know, you had no smartphones either or anything. Yeah, yeah. I had no for smartphones. the kids out there listening, it's I not had, that I easy. Had, <laughs> I had that. I had the, the A to Z. Do you remember that song? <laughs> the A to Z. Yeah, I had an A to Z, mate. Yeah, I did. And it was like a, a little A to Z where, mm. you know, like like a pocket size one. So yeah, yeah. you had to the, the <laughs> end of the. Page. Oh, mate! Yeah, and it was like the end of the page. At the end of the page, it would say, "Go now, go to page 35 yeah, now go to page or whatever." Eight, six, eight, and yeah. it was like, it wasn't like the next page always. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was like my drawing, my little scribbles were like this route, this route, or whatever. And yeah. anyway, so this cameraman was like, suddenly he was like, this guy was really sound. Don't get me wrong, he's a nice guy, and he goes mm. to me. So I could really die for a Mars bar or something. I goes, yeah, I, I haven't got a Mars bar. <laughs> But I'll tell you what I got. I got a Twix. I got um I've got Morphe, a Fred, a Freddo, I got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had everything other than a Mars bar. Right? And he goes, no, do you know what? It needs to be a Mars bar, mate. I'm, yeah, yeah, I really, people hate I'm, Mars I'm, bars. I'm sorry though. to they're I'm, like Mars bars are the last ones left in like a celebration about either that or a bounty. Yeah. Like those are the two Ooh. that are always like cut. I love those a bounty are the two man. that always cut, mate, cut yeah. people. I love bounty up, man. Do you know the I best love them ones? Too. I think the best ones in that in the celebration box is the Maltesers one yes. because they're better yes. than the, they're better than actual Maltesers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah <laughs> but yeah, he goes, uh, oh, "I need a Mars bar." No, no, it has to be a Mars bar. Oh man, okay, I can't go and do it right. So mm. I I went off and here I, I went and I was like, I asked like the a local, "Where is where's the shop?" But, uh, <laughs> Like, like a convenience store. Yeah, a convenience no, no. store. Where is, where is the no, flagship Mars bar factory? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should... And lo and behold, I went to bloody petrol station, didn't have a Mars bar, did it? And I was like, wow. I can't believe this, right? And then, so I kept driving, kept driving, kept driving. And I didn't leave enough breadcrumbs behind me because I did not know where I was now. And it was oh. just like, I found a Tesco's, found the Mars bar, got a few more things, 
Barney, like a bit of water, a bit of fruit, a bit of everything, right? Just mm. put it in the bag and go, right? By now, I'm looking at time. I've been gone 45 minutes. This is not a, like, as a runner, you just mm. do not do that. You've got to do it quicker than yeah. this. And so I'm like looking for my way back and every country road looks the same. Every <laughs> country road looks the same. Mate, I'm like, there's no one, no one on the roads <laughs> no one to ask and I'm thinking nah it's got to be this way you know you get to the end of the road there's T-junction you go left or right here we go here we go and so that was probably my worst experience I managed to get back to where we were filming right Mm. probably by pure luck and um, (laughs) they were like where the hell (laughs) and I was like I'm sorry I got lost I got lost and um, it was crushing. It crushed my spirit, man. Massive because Mm. all the way back to, um, back to London, um, the, the, the crew were just like laying into me, like in a fun way. Of course they were. They're laying into me. Like you got lost because yeah, banter. And it was just like, you got Mm. lost over a Mars bar because you need to get this dude. You, you, and they were trying to tell him, you should feel shit about yourself. Yes. It had, <laughs> he, you had everything you could have, like you had it, you wanted mm. a flipping Mars bar and you know, this is what happened to poor Sook and I think that was terrifying. I, I, I must have said Vigru, 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 like <laughs> over and over again, mate. And like, you know, eventually you made it back. This is the last day on the job. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm finished, man. I'm, I'm gonna drop this off, and they're gonna send me home. Like I'm telling you, there were several times I told myself this was it was over a Mars bar. I lost, I lost my career. You know. Oh like, my god. That's a great, that's a great story. And you know what I take away from what you're saying. Um, I, I like there's a, there's a term for it because uh, last weekend on my course, I yeah. sent India a few times to get a few supplies and. Uh, I think you need yeah. my runner. Runner, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that term. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do like that term. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, well, cameramen are respected in your industry, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. cameramen yeah. are respected. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, you, I am this you, guy's my friend, <laughs> you have free reign at my courses. You take creative shots. So he had this really cool thing that he did. He's never done it before, but uh, as part of our course, we have live actors come in. And yeah. then, so we have an act- actor here. We have a student here, and they're doing a live scenario. So it might be. Yeah. This gentleman's come in, he's had a scan and it shows cancer. Student, please tell the patient, actor patient that they have cancer. And I'm here as the examiner, essentially. I'm, just, I'm listening in. Yeah. And so Indy, he, I don't know what, I didn't know he was doing this. He stood up on a chair and he's taking like these aerial shots and he's doing this stuff. And then I see them afterwards. I'm like, wow, like, this is, I haven't given you any direction on this stuff, but it's super creative. And mm. yeah. the value that I see in someone like Indy uh, in growing yeah. you know, my personal brand, the podcast and all this stuff is, look, I can give you a little bit of direction, but this isn't my forte or skill set. It's when you bring yeah. things to the table, try them. Yeah. And again, the sense of failure when you're in our industries is just, that word just goes away. It's just testing, testing. Oh, if it fails, I just don't show you, Karen. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I give well, you the maybe it's that. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've done that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But I, I, do, I do like this, this sense of runner. And I think even if we haven't done it as a actual role, uh, as a job, I think at yeah. some point yeah. in all our lives, we are in that role. And it does True. force you to be creative. Yeah. Uh, and you do think about efficiency and productivity. Definitely sounds like what you're uh, saying. But yeah. coming back to your original part, so it was your friend. Yeah. Your friend got the role as a runner. That was it, yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. He, 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 you know, he, he got the role. And, um, you know, he's a really good buddy of mine. And he knew, he knew like, like you said, it was about that work ethic. You know, he, mm, yeah. you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't recommend anybody, would you? Like, you know, uh, into, into a job that you know is 
flipping baptism of mm. fire. It's mm. crazy. It's hard work. You know, you need the right temperament for it. He mm. he knew that I did, and uh, he knew that I was struggling. I, like him, like mm. he he had he had the problem himself. Is he didn't have any contacts um, in the industry, and um, he basically said, like when he was moving on to do another role, mm. another position, like moving up, basically. He had been doing it for quite a number of years, and he goes, "Look, wow, I know this guy. And, yeah, uh, yeah, wow, years, like wow, a good wow. two, three years." And um, and he kind of goes, "Yeah, look, if you're looking for a runner, this guy's gonna be great. This guy." And he, I never got that call then, but then he didn't stop. You know, uh, credit mm. to him, he didn't stop. He kind of said that he heard that they were looking for a runner again, and he goes, "No, nah, you got to get, you got to." Yeah, and this mm. guy, like the production manager, was finally gave me a call you know and mm. i don't know who got the jobs before that but it you know from what i hear it mm. was like people who had done the job before or you mm. know was someone's nephew or niece or whatever and you know uh, and, right. or a mate or a buddy and look hey you know i was a buddy of this this guy you know and i ended up getting the job and mm. i had to go in for an interview and um i think one of the sticking points might have been that I was a little bit older than some of the runners that had got into this industry, and they they mm. they they like people that are fairly young because mm. they can mould you. They they know mm. that you ain't you haven't got a bit of an attitude on you. You like you get to a certain age, you like you stop taking shit. Don't you? you get you stuck know? in your ways, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also you kind of like stand up for yourself sometimes, don't you? you, oh, know? Okay. you kind yeah, of... you're so you'll love this. Yeah, actually, this is this is great because you're a film guy, right? And I don't get to use this. Yeah. With any, with yeah. many people, layer cake. You seen the film Layer Cake? Layer Cake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And this, the, what you just said about taking shit in life. The last monologue from uh, Daniel Craig. He goes, actually, no, I don't think it's Daniel Craig. I think it's uh, the guy who plays um, the actor who plays Dumbledore uh, in the last. Uh, oh, something Temple is it? Um, you know who I'm on about though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who plays Dumbledore. That's cool, right. Yeah. So only he says, you go through life, and you take shit. And then you go a bit higher and you take a bit more shit. And he goes, yeah. but eventually you get this rarefied uh, atmosphere where you don't remember what shit tastes like anymore. And he goes, welcome, son, to the layer cake. And I was like, that energy <laughs> for life. You know, when I'm with the clients, there are certain clients yeah. who yeah. they don't want it, it all that. like arty farty and all like me icing it up. I literally use that analogy for yeah. life, the layer cake analogy. And I was like, you're absolutely right. There's a point in your life where you're like, no, I'm not taking shit anymore, man. Uh, I've, done, I've done my views and uh, anyway... As a fan, I want to so I love that. that I love that. It's true, isn't it? It's true. Mm. That line is true, and, and like every industry has this. Um, mm. I think every industry that's kind of worth or for, like you know, it's hard. Any industry that has walls that are high, you know, like a barrier to get into. I yeah, guess a barrier hard, entry. Yeah, hard, to, hard to access. Um, has the the entry point is like is 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 pure graft and mm. um you you have to take shit you're taking shit all the time mm. um i don't i feel like it shouldn't be like that though i don't know what you guys of course think it shouldn't, it of course shouldn't. It shouldn't. but then but how did you tell mum and dad that you were going to go be in london and you were going to be there waiting for a call basically to get into this space like yeah. i'm assuming it didn't happen overnight it must have been like a process we were just sitting there waiting yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, you're just yeah. doing like were you like doing part time work to keep yourself going 
So I was I was working um, like I had a proper job, like I was working for a recruitment agency, and right. I, you know, and I had this really um, interesting job where I, I was able to I was like the guy that um, went through your CVs, right? And I did all the background checks on people. And um, oh yeah, it was if you're if you're a nosy if you're a nosy person, man, this is the perfect job, right? It's like you'd be no, you could be as nosy as you like, right? What did you do in between, like yeah, yeah. um, April two thousand and one to April two thousand and you know seven or whatever, right? Yeah, you know what? It's difficult. (laughs) What did I do? So on it, Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of recruitment agencies are paid on commission. Yeah, I remember when I was doing a couple of my uh, contracting roles in the NHS. These guys would be on it, man. They were like calling me more than yeah. my parents. They were just like, "Hi, how are you okay? How did that go? Like, do you need me to do anything?" Constantly, and then I got the role, and then they were like, "Happy, happy, bye, bye." Then you don't, see, yeah, you don't hear from them again. Yeah, yeah. So I was the guy. I was the guy that like you've been positioned. You've got your uh, post. Mm. You're in. You're in your post, and now, like, I'm looking through your CV, and I'm trying to verify it all because it was yeah. like a. Mm. It, it was like we we used to. Uh, put people in um, in a building society so it's like you know banking or whatever and it's mm. quite you know important that, that there wasn't anyone dodgy so mm. I had to do all this stuff and you know and it, so I guess in some ways it's a proper job and um, I was living it was it was at home in Swindon like with my parents so they were, they were quite yeah. happy that I was you know I was there still at home yeah, yeah. and then here came, came a job that was paid quarter of the money um, wow! It, it would involve me uh, initially sleeping on people's sofas. Um, really? And, yeah, yeah. And it's like because London rents stupid. I was stupid. Yeah. And, you know, and like the job that I had in Swindon wasn't massively well paid anyway. It was like it was fairly entry point as well. But it was it was it was like going towards like becoming a recruitment agent myself you know my yeah. my boss at the time he was like i want you to be uh, you got you got it you got the skills to do this stuff so you'd be on commission mm. you'd be on this you'd be on that so that would have been like the proper job the the steady job income. that mm. uh, good income in the end like you know after a while and i would have been living with my my folks in swindon and you know and near my near my parents but here was me telling them that instead of that you know and also like i remember my first day on that job like Mm. we all went in the we we go in the office with a suit and tie right um shirt and tie and my dad was like oh you know well done like now you look like (laughs) you made it son now you made it now you made it's like dad this is like working in admin you know it's not like yeah, you know but, yeah, yeah. but you know he was he was very happy and and here was me saying that uh, all right i'm going to take this job i'm going to give up this job and um i'm going to work for pittance and i'm going to be doing this stuff where i'm like i'm driving all around the country driving all around central london and my mum was like you only just learned to drive two years ago you know what I mean because I learned yeah. a bit later and I learned after university and and oh, well. like I've only been driven around driving around Swindon which is like the, the roads aren't too hard open roads are nice and clean yeah no charge, no apart, apart from apart from navigating your way through the magic roundabout which is a horrible little <laughs> bit in Swindon magic but, point <laughs> yeah it's not magic at all it's just hell you know um 
And I, I, you know, my, there was many things that my parents were worried about then. So it was yeah. that point. Mm. I think I could see the worry in their 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 you know faces. Like also, mm. like you you know, when are you coming back? Like what what's how often mm. are you going to head back? And you know whatever. And I think, um, but they you know again though I was lucky because they didn't they didn't stop me. They they were like. Mm. They wanted me to do well, and when I told them it, it was, it was on this show called MasterChef, and like, we've been watching it, you know, we watched it. Mm, yeah. My mum was like, "Wow, wow, that's brilliant," and my dad was like, "Oh, jungle, jungle, you know, this is good, <laughs> this is good." Um, I, again, it's something I can tell my fellow taxi mates. Yeah, my my, my son's now working on MasterChef or whatever. Yeah, right? that's the one. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wants that. He wants that. Uh, yeah. He wants to pick you up to that level. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 So Pumple. it was. It was. There was like. There was. There was that element to it, but also there was like, is this a stupid move, you know? And yeah. mm. and like the worst, the the worst thing about it, I think for me was my my boss um, in Swindon, mm. who I became good friends with. He was also saying to me, you know what, Zook? I tell you what, if you don't go, I got a job for you. I got a job for you as an agent, right? And I was like, oh, so and you had like, like a, it's funny how when you want to leave, they they try and give you stuff to incentivize yeah, you to stay. Totally. Like, Why and did you give like, me this before then? I know. He's like, the salary's, yeah, you know, all right, mm. and and you know, you get like it's a trainee like position. You get to work on, and everyone there was sound. Right, this place, I used to love working there, and you know, mm. so it was hard. It was for me, it was hard to move on as well. But it was, I just knew that it was that that idea um like um you mentioned jazz is like it was just like that idea that i had to do it i had to push myself i couldn't i had to get out of my comfort zone i had to i had to that's go and do it that's yeah. it so you're in a you're in a circle of comfort and yeah maybe complacent in terms of what you're doing but give me a sense of that let's let's deep dive a bit more the internal dialogue so yeah. it's less pay yeah. comfortable life could i mean you probably had this as well this thought well if i'd gone down this other route this yeah. window route what would life yeah. look like now yeah uh, and then you've got your parents who have the best intentions for you but again no yeah. frame of reference they don't know if it's going to work out yeah. you i don't know if you had to think about well what's my contingency here if it doesn't work out it does work out give us a sense yeah. of your what was the thought process at the time oh, i think it was i think it was fear if i'm honest you know um i think mm. I, I i think that and i i was good at shutting it out you know because i i didn't have I didn't have that much, like I didn't. I, uh, my my bank account was pretty weak for it. I have to be honest. Yeah. Like at the time, it was like I was looking at my my funds and I was thinking, you know mm. what, right? Uh, there's gonna be uh, my mates are good enough to put me up on the sofa, right? Mm. There, you know, and um, uh, but there's gonna be a point where I'm gonna try and I got I got to like rent a place or whatever. Yeah, I don't know mm. who I'm gonna be living with. Mm. I don't know. Uh, it's like it's like it's like all the stuff that you used to feel it when you before you went to university, but without the excitement, taking that excitement <laughs> out of it. You know what I mean? Like I've got freedom, whatever, and without the without the funds as well. Like you've got and no, no loan, no loan, <laughs> no nothing like that. You know, so it's all of that, and it was just like this time it's real. You know, it's not like yeah. uh, so. I think my internal dialogue was more like I better make this work. You know. I better make this work because uh, if I this is going to be years of 
mm. pain, years of financial problems if I don't mm. make it work, and mm. it will be all for nothing. And my, what you know, my poor parents are going to say, you know, uh, you know, all right, you start from scratch. You should have stayed there. Yeah, yeah, you should have. I should have, uh, you know. So, I it was that that idea of like how much of this is is me dreaming and being stupid, how mm. much of this is me. Uh, being a realist like you know yeah. where do you like on that on the scale where where am i like and that was my internal dialogue, dialogue. Like, where am i like am i being should i be real should i be you know uh, where like am i am i dreaming you know is this stupid is it mm. is it an idiotic idea going to london being paid not much mm. working as a runner from the bottom being mm. told x y or z and like being shouted at again at like age of 25 yeah. you know when you go yeah yeah <laughs> because my, my friend had prepped me my friend had prepped me as well he said like you can take banter can't you you know you can you can handle it <laughs> oh like so, that okay it was like that and um and it was just like yeah yeah, yeah you know you know i can you know me man and <laughs> it was like and um so yeah, it, that also played on my mind. I knew it wasn't going to be easy, I think. And but look, what I'm interested in, my friend, is... Because, uh, look, you are an inspiration, man. Having oh, the chance you. to sit thanks. down with you and understand... And I hope the listeners are getting a real sense of, guys, this is, has not been easy. And there's, it sounds, no. it sounds no. like there's conflict at every point. But the, yeah. the great thing you said is you there was fear. But then you said, I had a way of shutting it out. Yeah. So the people listening, because they're going to be in similar positions, maybe it's film or maybe it's other things they want to pursue... What yeah. were the strategies that you used that overcame yeah. the fear? You said, how did you, how did you yeah. put it at bay? What was the things that, that you did, which probably serve you today as well, you know? In, uh, in yeah, life. I think, I think, do you know, I, I, hard to pinpoint, but I'll try. Um, mm. I'd say it was probably the sense of determination over, mm. kind of uh, helped overcome the fear um is mm. it, it was the idea of like if you don't overcome the fear what is where do, where as a kid everything mm. you told yourself that you could do mm. you know what happens to it it goes away yeah. you know mm. and and i think it was it was that it was it was my willingness to walk towards the the things that were stopping me um and take it, take it on, you know. And I think, I guess, I guess the strategy I used was, um, I've always been, I've always felt like I could, like, I could, I could, I could shut things out. I've always mm, felt yeah. like I could shut things down, you know, in my mind. Mm. And it might have been because, like, you know, I had, other people to talk to i could i could talk to my siblings or i could talk to my mm. my parents and that helped and i gave you, you clarity know, i think so thinking. i think i think you know what like i didn't i didn't dwell on it i think i think mm. in my own That's mind important. i didn't dwell on it you I just leapt and didn't look back yeah I, I knew it existed i knew the the, mm. the the worry and the fear the anxiety is there but i'm like what's the worst can that can happen right yeah, you know, it's it's really, it's really like I the way I suppress it. I guess yeah. is that what's the worst that can happen. And, and actually, that, coming back to that, one of our earlier episodes, Indy, I think what Sook is a great example of is actually being mindful. 
it's a, it's absolutely yeah, that yeah, all this stuff yeah. may happen and the mind is great at creating all these what if scenarios which may manifest yeah. or may not manifest but it sounds like you said well actually what's here right now in front of me deal yeah. with that you've and you've it, what i do in the coaching world is i say to people look my role is to be a clear reflective mirror so when i have dialogue with people it's not that i'm telling them anything they don't already know but it's you so you speaking to your siblings speak to mom and dad you're voicing yeah. your thoughts it's coming back and being paraphrased in a different way which gives you clarity and conviction yeah. on actually this is where i want to go and i've just pulled up another quote from a great book i've read which resonates with what you're saying so victor frankl who's written a book called man's search for meaning and he says in there those who have a why to live can bear almost any how and this is what from your story it's like yeah it might be shit and it might be um, hardship yeah. but actually because my it sounds like your vision was very clear and i just want to if you could just touch and articulate to that point when you at the yeah. top you at this bottom sorry and you're looking up at this is what i want yeah. what was the end game if you had to close your eyes at that point and say yeah. what does life like me look you know what does life look like in 10 years or when i'm in the yeah. role i want to be in at yeah. that point what did you think the, you know the role would be what was it you visualized as the end point or end game yeah considering yeah. you're starting as a runner as well like mm. what yeah. did you think was there ever a point as well where you thought oh how many years am i going to put into this then i'm going to be like you know what fuck it i've had enough like yeah. i'm going to go now because i've done yeah. this for too long etc yeah. yeah well you know i think i think i think the for me the end game was like i, I wanted to be a creator and um and it was like mm. you know whatever road this is going to take me down. I, I'm not going to just let it take me down it. Yeah, I'm not going to mm. let it push, mould me into a certain route. I, I felt that the end game was me, whatever, I, I, to, and, and at the early stages, I perhaps didn't understand the, the television industry very well because mm. um, that was part of the, part of the, the difficulty of like visualizing the the end game was that right there was this there's so many different branches of the of this 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 business and mm. it could you know there were so many different ways of you um becoming successful at the very at the very top or the middle level yeah and, and if you're on um, the outside if you're somebody who doesn't who knows nothing about tv it's like me and indy yeah what do people commonly think yeah. is you know what's what's the standard thing that people think about like but you're going to touch upon now which where you're saying is actually lots of things but before yeah. getting there what is it that everyone thinks tv or you know this industry is i think i think everyone thinks that you know they i think they forget that it's it's there's there's like i think everyone thinks it's like this one type of entity right it's like <laughs> yeah. you know you you think that tv is like you know, scripted and non-scripted, all molded into one. You know, it's mm. it's like mm. dramas, it's comedy, it's mm. it's um, it, it you know films, it's it everything together. When it isn't, it's like television. You've got factual entertainment. You've got you know mm. lifestyle television formats. You've got um, drama, which is a very different part of the industry. You've got comedy. You've got mm. um, entertainment, all these different... You've got two parts of it, non-scripted and scripted. And I think people just think t TV is TV. You switch on mm. the, the box and you think <laughs> it's the same. It's all one thing, right? But actually, you know, there's several parts of it that are... Uh, it's their own entity, their own little... And it's very... You, wouldn't, you may not see someone crossing... You, sometimes you do, but you may not see someone crossing over from non-scripted to scripted like so mm. what i mean by that is like uh 
uh, factual formats or you know like the, the kind of tv i make um right. which is you know r- reality based or you know and when i say reality it's you know that's a particular genre that's not that's just one part of television, right? You yeah, know? it's it's really far reaching, is what I think you're trying to say, isn't it? Like it's so wide that you can't really can't so, really just just understand it because it's, it's so big. I agree, yeah. It's like I think I think and I think that's what's the it's so big that people see it as one massive thing. They see mm-hmm. it as one uh, um, career, you know, mm-hmm. or one profession. And it's really not. It's like mm. there's just so many layers to it. And mm. um, I think, you know, early on, I was like, just do what you've got to do at the at the, mm. the base level, at the entry level. And, you know, at some point you will become, you'll get involved in the, the creative side, you, you know, the editorial, mm. as we call it, which mm. is where you start to influence the the... Uh, the way in which a story is told or where the story is going mm. or, you know, what's wow. happening in terms of the creative side of things rather than a runner is is production. You know, yeah. it is... Yeah. Yeah. it is. You don't produ- see the stuff that's made in afterwards, right? Exactly. It's just very much like you're on... You're, you're actually... You're part of the factory, you know. Yeah. You're the factory line, right? So you're actually making the show happen. It's like you're a part of the production team and you're you're setting up lights you're doing the physical stuff to 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 mm. actually pull the 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 scenery together as a as a as a as a, as a show right mm. um whereas i always wanted to be involved in the decision making when mm. it comes to the creative side of things so like i like you know even factual non non-scripted involves scripting you know so Mm. it was that i think my vision was how do i get there you know and that was my hope in the end is i I just want to get involved in being a creator you know Mm. what was your break then from being a runner to taking the next step so when did that happen um so basically how soon just to give people context (laughs) yeah i'm assuming it's like three or four years of being a runner then someone just throws you a bone and eventually you get it and then you move on i was i was (laughs) Uh, like there was um there was a uh, a couple of ex- execs on when working at MasterChef that kind of saw something in me I guess um, and I think it was like I think it was because I could because I could handle the pre- the pressure because I could I was I wasn't late I was there on time I was there to the mm. end I mm. pushed myself through it I um. I had the right temperament for it and mm-hmm. I think I think they one um exec decided to to give me a, a role as like floor manager right and it was like what you know I like I knew that this was not a ro- the road that I wanted to go down I, floor manager yeah. again it's production it's it's uh it's a hard job really really hard job because you you're suddenly you you're having to tell the the talent their positions you're having to make sure everything sticks to time um, mm. so, um you know you're you're dealing with very busy individuals that have to go often like um i remember michelle Rue jr who's the 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 
at the time was the one of the talent was that was mm. the judge that did the professional version of MasterChef, and he he had to get to his restaurant the Gavroche bang on time, right? And he would mm, yeah. he would leave the set by he'd run. He'd go for a run to get to his restaurant. So you needed time wow. to allow for that. You couldn't like, like other talent, you book a car, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, all right, five minutes, you know, if you, you could go on you could go on a little bit longer. There was not time for this and mm. and he was running service in his in his busy restaurant. So it was like I had to finish on time and suddenly you've got a set of you know 40 50 people maybe less than that actually um uh and you know i had to shout really loud positions um <laughs> uh camera a camera b you know this that and the other and that and seems then, and all of a sudden oh oh it was so and this one exec was like so you're not loud enough you're not loud enough you got wow. to, you got to be and it was like it was like oh, military shared about a kid oh yeah I had, to, I had to I had to get that you know shared about again, just for reference means be a lion it's a roar yeah. basically yeah, roar. <laughs> <laughs> right and, and in the Punjabi community is used in like you're scared everything like, like dad I don't know how to swim oh, share banke, straight <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into the water. basically you... if basically rumour has it that if you say that prior to doing a lift you lift like 10 more reps basically yeah. that's yeah. the yeah. that's just that's just the real facts out there you know I, I, I tell you what I tell you what these these um the execs on this show were like they were shared themselves right they were lions <laughs> they're like Aussies and Aussies like they don't they're, they're, you know they're, oh, like, they they're, love they're, they're, yeah, yeah. they're tough nuts as well right and they mm. were like and they were like you know proper share and you know and Aussie, Aussies and uh, actually you know Kiwis as well and they're like they're mm. the same you know what yeah. I mean they're like they're, they're pretty tough uh, individuals and they're like so they, they need they needed to bring that out of me so I made sure that everything was like and I every day get into that set I was like this ain't me man this ain't me but I pretended I did a good job pretending <laughs> He and, did the um, acting. He used he used all those years of film stage. Skills. Like, I need to tap into my inner Jason Bourne. I need to tap yeah. into my inner like etc. Like all this stuff. I'll tell you what. Sometimes <laughs> I took it too far. I think, and um, you know, <laughs> um, I was like, it's like, and it, like one cameraman was like, I think, I think you need to apologise to the to the to the people <laughs> in the to the people in the okay. kitchen. I just like there was like the you know one one occasion there was just too much noise coming out of the kitchen and we had to keep yeah. stopping had to keep stopping I was yeah, like yeah. right Ross right I gotta do something about this and my, one of my execs was in my ear because we had walkie talkies like you know like so come on like you gotta like we've gotta crack on and whatever right and I'm like oh slammed open the door like everybody quiet you know and it was like this ain't me yeah this ain't me what am i doing and, oh, and wow. one, the cameramen on that on that show were so such nice guys and the and the sound soundies too and they were like so this you know come on like, i think it'll i think it'll really benefit you to go up to them and just explain the pressures that you're under and you know and, <laughs> yeah and it, it was a nice bloke sound basically saying that I pushed it too far and like and, <laughs> and so I I, like, I did this this thing and it was great to like learn but um I I said to the exec I goes look you know is there any way I can sidestep and get into the editorial you know and like you know start getting involved in being a researcher and she's like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as next next series or the next couple of series or like 
I'll, I'll, you know, we'll talk to you about it. And, and they did, yeah. sure enough, they did. Like, you know, they, they helped me. They helped me um, get that land a role in, in like, get, uh, um, uh, researching the locations, so finding the places that we were going to film in. And, like, that sounds, like, fun, to be fair. Like, just be like, oh, where would be a good <sighs> place to film this episode and that episode? Like, you pretty much have... Honestly, the whole yeah. UK to pick from and you're like oh yeah. where can we do yeah. this scene or that scene that sounds like a it, lot of fun it was great it was a lot of fun and like you know I, I remember going into uh, restaurants for example and going like I said to myself like, how, how great is this you know because like there used to be a time I used to I used to have to be the guy that at five o'clock in the morning was the bloke that was driving up with the kit, all the kit, stuffed to the, like, you know, stuff, the car, a car stuffed to the rim of, like, yeah. kit. And, mm. like, find the parking in this central London restaurant, like, underground and whatever. And then, single-handedly, before the camera crew got there, um, or anyone got there, I used to have to, like, drag this, all this kit, one by one, into some kit room in this restaurant. And, like, there's there's, like chefs screaming and shouting everywhere and like you know and i'm like going ah like you know sweating and like getting getting making sure everything's ready ready to roll before everyone got there get their bacon sandwiches get their you know cups of tea it's a brits love bacon sandwiches something about bacon sandwiches and like you know did you get a sandwich did they feed you I did, yeah, I did, mate. I had far too many. Like there was some bacon sandwiches left over, and I'll be like, you know, I'll tuck into that. Like, I like okay, that. that's lunch. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Good, good, um, good. Um, and it was just like now I was, I saw, I saw this as an achievement because now I was like, right, I'm the guy who decides which restaurant we're filming in. No longer nice. am I the bloke. Only, only about a, like twelve months ago, I was the guy who was doing that. You know, one or two, like, I don't know, a year and a half ago, I was the guy who was doing that. And now I'm here doing this and mm. making the decisions on where, which restaurant we'll film in and which location we might be doing this in. And, um, you know, don't get don't get me wrong. I had to run it by other people, but it was I was the 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 person that was able to meet the chefs and meet the recce, the the places and. And it was it was Recky. already a sense of achievement, I think, and it kind of mm. uh, that was that's how I sidestepped from being a runner Production. and a, uh, mm. then going on to floor manager because I was definitely ended up going down this floor managing route, and it was like no 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 not for me. So I, you know, I asked for it basically. I asked to like, can I sidestep this and do this? And they said yeah, you know, and they they yeah they let me do it. I wonder if you step said you... which uh, no, no, go on, go on. Luck. Luck is an interesting word. And I remember, Luck. I think it was uh, Roy Keane. There's a quote from Roy Keane from his book, which is, the harder, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Uh, yeah. And that stuck with me to this very day. Um, yeah. You know, luck is yeah. just preparedness. Oh, no, I need a book of your phrases, man. You've got so many. You've got so many Do you know, I, Just like, I, make a I list wish... for me and then just put them on Instagram. <laughs> And then one by one, tell me your thoughts behind it. It's more content. And also, I can learn from you with these mottos. Because some of them are actually decent. Yeah. I don't know that Roy Keane said that. I just picture him as an arsehole. But yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, it, again, everybody has something useful to say. It's just you've got to pick up on the parts, isn't it? And uh, yeah. again, something that 
feeds off that is something I think Will Smith says, which is, you know, it's if you are ready, you don't have to be ready or something like that. So it's preparedness meeting opportunities. If you if you're there yeah. and doing the hard work, then when the yeah. opportunity comes, um, um, that's it. You're just ready to go. Uh, and so yeah, although you, like you said, it may be an element of luck. It's just you're yeah. in the right position at the right time. Uh, yeah, and that's it. And you asked for what you wanted. That's big thing for listeners yeah. out there. If you know what you want, yeah. you have the awareness of that. You have to ask yeah. us again. What is the worst case scenario? Yeah. One person. They're going to just say no. That's it. Yeah. Say no. You know. And then you well, you ask somebody else, and you ask somebody else, and eventually, you're exactly. the person. You know, it's. It, I always believe it's. It's. It's always going to be your time at some point. Yeah. You know, if you. This is a really odd saying, but if you hang around the barbershop long enough, eventually you'll get a haircut. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I like that's that. From, uh, that's from Denzel. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then, uh, if you're if you're talking about the luck thing as well, I think Sook's kind of made his luck because if you think about it, if you were still a floor mm. manager now, Sook, or you were picking yeah. out locations at a time yeah. like this, your job yeah. would be quite strained and difficult, and you might potentially be a chance so of redundancy. Cool. Because yeah. now, at the moment, am I correct in thinking that you're in the TV production side and you put together concepts? Yeah. Is that so correct? yeah. Yeah, now I'm now I'm, uh, which is where I wanted to be. Like early on, is that I'm in the uh, um, the the side of TV that they we, the sector that we call development. You know, so right. Um, uh, I I I still I still get involved in production every now and then, which is very good, uh, very useful. But I like very much involved in development. So it is that creative side of it. It's like you know you come up. You help come up with the ideas. You help format other people's ideas. Um, you work towards a brief. Um, uh, you look for stories. You look for good talent. Um, you you get involved in um, the very much the creative side of things, and that's that's like mm. um, that you can do from your your desk at home. You know you can, and as long as there's yeah. a lot of brainstorms involved, which is you know which is like you could still do that for you because of you know we're lucky enough to have zoom in these this day and age but yeah um yeah 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 you're right uh production people are really struggling at the moment because there's obviously mm, yeah, so, such a hard environment to fit to to make really shows is. in it's uh, it's still Look, happening uh, well uh, we'll, we'll, some, we'll still save happening? you some time my friend the talent is right here. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, luck has brought us together, man. You know? Fate. I tell you, no, well, I'll tell you who's brought us together. San just brought us together. San just yeah, yes. brought us together, man. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the last She's the glue. Week, I'm, I'm noticing more and more. She's the glue. Remember, <laughs> yeah. The number of introductions San just made for me personally in the last week, just one week, yeah, uh, is phenomenal, man. I'm like, even just before this uh, podcast, I said, uh, yeah. San, like, we need to sit down, man. Forget Indy. You and me need to sit down. Uh, yeah. and we need to... Uh, Don't cut me up, man. Hash out. <laughs> <I'm important>. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it'll be the Sandra and Doctor show next, man. I can see it coming, honestly. <laughs> well, it, I mean, that's interesting as well because yeah. Sandra and I are quite similar, indeed, as you know, in terms of the whole yeah. efficiency, productivity, getting things done, you know, pulling the trigger. Whereas I know mm-hmm. you have a different approach, which is, you yeah. know, with the podcast, definitely, you know, I'd say you're much more like Sanj in terms of production of the podcast, though. You're very strict. And but that's only because of, I think we. I think the more you spend time with someone, you start becoming like them, right? And then you right. start picking up on the habits that, that they do that you want to be like. So I was like, oh, mm. let me just notice how she does it and then not mimic it, but learn how she does that. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do the same thing. Mm. Interesting. Isn't it? But I did... Make for each other, think, man. 
yeah. I need to, I need to add something to your point. You were just talking about. What were you talking about? Um, you were saying that TV shows are still carrying on at the moment. How? Yeah. How are they still? How are they still doing production at the moment? Yeah. So uh, uh, basically, right. So the broadcasters um, have basic have have asked for every production company um, to ensure that they have strict protocols in place to, to make sure that there's social distancing, there's yeah. mask wearing, you're clear, cleaning down kit before you hand over to other people. You now see, um, you now see like with camera crews and, and sound crews and so on who have labels on every little piece of their kits from their lens to their, to their mic that they're using and to make sure that they're not handing things over physically and that get borrowed and shared between other other members yeah. of the crew you know every little detail has to be thought about so they've done this and i i got involved in a uh producing a a, a lockdown show in lockdown one mm-hmm. and um that was like at the very beginning of like any like all of us had no idea how we were going to devise a protocol how um that was that that made things safe you know that um mm. was were covid safe and mm. you know so there were there were c- production managers coordinators uh, production exec uh, um our ceos executives basically devising protocols that they could that felt that was fe- like it made it feasible for us to be there and film something mm. but mm. also made it safe you know um yeah. and we then had to uh, su- uh submit that back to the channel that we were making the shows for and and basically say this is how we do it this is how feasibly we're going to be able to do it and make it covid mm. safe and they had to agree it and and some had a higher bar for what they felt was safe and some had a you know were a bit more kind of real with it and said look yeah yeah that mm. that's safe enough and there's a there's another um organization in the industry called um uh oh gosh um it, it's left my mind now um uh basically they they deal with all the health and safety in the mm. in the industry and um they th- they looked at things and they helped it helped production teams through it and mm. help them kind of think about different areas okay you haven't thought about this you've got to work out how to do this but this one uh lockdown show that we made earlier this year, last year was like all remote filming <laughs> it was wow. like where they found this camera my um ceo found this camera right it, and it, it you're able to film in it and you're able to do these like little settings where it could follow your face for example, okay. pan with you, uh, and, or you could remotely click click on it from where from wherever you are and change mm. the camera angles and stuff. Mm. Um, okay. So we had to we we decided to start off by delivering this kit, giving. Mm. Uh, I wrote this entire uh, manual out and. Um, we did some kit tests and stuff, and I had to do that in my house. Like I had to put this this little camera this little weird looking robot look like camera <laughs> in my house and like film in different like do test filming basically to prove yeah. it could work and yeah. then out this went to our 
are talent and they they film they'll set it up themselves and they film will film it remotely and I could sit in my uh, all of us could uh, all like me and the other execs and other producers could could sit in our um, bedroom and watch what was going on and operate it you know you're half <laughs> on brilliant. zoom half on yeah. uh, it was it was mad it was absolutely mad because it was the first time we're ever doing it and we're doing it for like for a show like, like a proper like, show yeah, yeah for a proper show and it, yeah. you know a couple of episodes have gone out now and um, and yeah it was it was mad but so that that's shows how we did potential. it yeah it, it shows potential for the future like a new way of working do you know do you know mm. what and I think all the like all the um uh the broadcasters have been saying how brilliant the the in indie sector we call it the indie sector not because it's named after you indie but oh uh, uh, yeah okay okay <laughs> but the, the manufacturer factor in this one the indie <laughs> sector i'm waiting for such shout out in a sec we're gone um is because um it's you know the in, independent production companies mm. they're the ones that really uh, make the shows and they give them to they 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 they, they produce them and then the, the broadcasters broadcast them right yeah. mm. and um they they kind of gave a great shout out to to the indie sector for being creative on how mm. we can make these shows and and the the type of content that we can make um mm. uh because because like there's certain things you just can't do you can't make like the apprentice you can't make the apprentice. No, you, know? you can't do that yeah. at all. No way. Yeah. Um, so I have missed what? <laughs> what can you do? You can still make Dragon's Den. You know, you could still right. make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could still make um, Gogglebox. You could still yeah. make. These are the shows that you can make. What else okay. can you do? What else can you do? So we were working with. Th- these are great shows. Mm. So we can still make great shows in in lockdown times but what mm. are they you know so mm, creating yeah. this kind of restriction to your creativity but in a, in a way it allowed mm. you to be more creative because it it kind of gave you a steer it gave you an inspiration um, i think yeah. i saw a show that that really backfired with that though do you remember yeah, the Mo you... gilligan's star show like no, he, Gilligan... he he had an uh, he he I, I think it was on a friday or something friday or saturday oh was that the show. one with um that was uh, the one with Jesse Lingard and no, no 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 this is like a separate one that he launched during lockdown right. and he was doing the filming during lockdown and he had like on one of the episodes he had Johnny Vegas and Jesse Lingard and it was oh. just it was really bad it wasn't his fault but the production thing was just like it didn't work and they put yeah. one or two episodes out yeah. and I was trying to watch it each week with Sanj and I was like yeah. why is it stopped it just randomly stopped like it just no. went boom nothing came out oh, I was my. like what happened there and I think it was just because <laughs> it didn't didn't stick didn't work yeah. very well this is early in lockdown one as well like mm, within the first it? month of it they tried well, doing it it didn't work so i guess there's examples of it sh- not working out either was that show all on zoom was it like you know yeah i think like- it, i think it was kind of over zoom but it had the virtual camera thing like like how you said okay mm. yeah yeah mm. some so some questions some questions yeah sorry yeah big question for me so one of my final questions for you would be so now an announcement from Netflix who said they're going to have a film every week in yeah. 2021. Great. If you're at home, home cinema, we know that yeah. cinema probably isn't returning in terms of going to cinema maybe this year. Yeah. How do you see, you know, what's the future of TV from your point of view now that you've got all these platforms, great content, yeah. actors are going directly to these platforms now. And again, yeah. for consumer, from yeah. a price point of view, you know, like I have Sky, okay? Yeah. And I've got Sky Cinema. I think it's awesome. 
I think we pay £58 a month for all that kind of stuff. And then you've got these other platforms. Plus, people have dodgy boxes now as well. And so, you know, yeah. the, the competition is massive. <laughs> How do you see what is the future? Because uh, from my point of view, from in terms of live TV, sports, yeah. news, it's pretty yeah. much it. Everything else I'm watching on, uh, on demand now. Um, yeah. And I can get it on other platforms. What's your views on that? Yeah. So, so, you know, it's interesting what you say. Like, in, in the industry, we call this... <laughs> you know we call we call we call basically we call the we we say linear television which is right. um the way in which we watch tv shows that are scheduled for us right mm-hmm. so like um you know just when you switch on the telly bbc mm-hmm. one and two and itv and channel four and, and five you know they all have a schedule yeah. set out for us we're going to sit there we're going to watch it it's linear tv right so that's that and then there is svod right series video on demand right mm. um and svod is um is what you know all us young people are doing isn't it uh, I, mm. I, I class myself as young there i don't know if that's right but <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know and and i think it's it's basically the best thing about um, uh, these like Netflix and Disney Plus mm. and all that stuff is that the quality of it mm. of these shows looks so good. They have a certain SVOD yeah. feel, as we call it, right? Yeah. And um, they like it feels like must watch TV because they they know that their little their thumbnail right has to look good. For you to yeah. want to click on it. They know mm-hmm. that the only way that they're going to draw viewers to it is because you have told your... Co- it's word of mouth, right? You te- you're telling yeah. your mates, your colleagues, your, yeah. your family yeah. members, got to watch this. I remember like earlier last year, like midway through last year, everyone was talking about that um, Indian... Viking. Indian, no, no, do you know? Indian matchmaker. Oh, yeah. Indian, Indian matchmaker. What was it called? Yeah, it was yeah. called, um, is it called Indian, Indian matchmaker? Yeah, yeah Indian, Indian matchmaker. matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everyone's talking yeah. about that, all right? And it's like, oh, go watch the guy. And then everyone's talking about um, Tiger uh, King. Tiger King and um, uh, um, the Fire Festival. Yes. Remember that one? Oh my God, Fire. Fire. And I'm so glad I watched this stuff, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. so easy. Like, there's a lot of good content out there that just goes under the radar. Right, it's because annoying, no one's. Cobra no Kai is a prime example of that because that really? came out on YouTube first, yeah, and it was a YouTube right. original. I remember yeah. I I watched it at first, and they put the first episode up for free, and YouTube yeah. was trying to get you to pay a premium to try uh, and watch the next episode. I was five minutes into it, and I was like, "Nah, forget it, man. It feels weird watching a TV yeah. show through YouTube. It's not on my yeah. TV. Forget it." Yeah, and then Netflix picks it up, and everyone's talking about it, and I was like all right, let me watch it. And then I just smashed through all of it. And Did I was you? like, because it was available on demand on Netflix, I knew yeah. that I, I knew that they weren't trying to sell it to me. So I didn't have to watch one episode yeah. and then get addicted and try and pay yeah. more. It was Got just it. the whole thing was there. Consumable and content. then obviously now Cobra Kai is in yeah. season four next and it's the final season, but it's done incredibly well. And it's been like a really late lag for it to come and perform well. And, and it's, that, it's that thing, right? That either that thumbnail needs to be bloody brilliant or yeah. it was your mates that then said to you, yeah, you've got to watch this, right? Or your family yeah, members. Yeah, and it's like, that's, what, that's the only way that SVOD, like SVOD works, right? Is, is that you mm. need to, it's got a high bar, it's quality has got to be brilliant because you've got you to want to watch it. You're going to have to want to binge watch it. You're going to have to want to watch mm. it all. Um, that's the way it works. Whereas traditionally speaking, 
television in a linear sense um, has been like, it's on, it's on. You switch your box on and it's there, right? Mm. You know, you got, you, you've got ne- it's been put in front of you. So it didn't have that sense that it needed to push a bit harder to get people talking mm. about it as much. Now they do because they're competing with this, the engagement. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now they're like, right? How can we compete with Netflix? How can we? So you That's find hard, man. It's so hard. It's so difficult, <laughs> and and it's it's like you know, uh, like when we're putting ideas together, we're we're being asked sometimes like, how do you kind of raise the bar on this? Like, you can't look like a, it can't look like a low low production like Value. low but mm. low budget show. It needs to compete yeah. with Netflix. You know, it needs yeah. to. It needs to stand out next to all the stuff that people are watching on 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 online, right? Yeah, Street yeah. all the stuff that people are streaming, and so that's where we are now. Is that um, linear TV is a, a sort of uh, looks like it's it's um, it's worried about its future um, mm, because mm, a lot of us are going towards streaming, and we're we're um the quality is so good of it good, good on yeah. it and yeah, yeah. so i i think eventually what's going to happen is i think i think svod might become a little bit too much do you ever because like do you guys ever find yourself, yeah i get overwhelmed yeah 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 completely we've overwhelmed. even done it ourselves so like i'll come to yours oh. and we've sat there do you know, i'm notorious for this i'm notorious for this oh it's saturday keep... the, kid, the kids are asleep let's go yeah what are we watching Oh, there's like, uh, maybe potentially, yeah. Put that on the list. And then it's half an hour gone. And you're like, oh, yeah. it's bedtime soon, you know. Yeah, man. I've done this. I do this almost every night. And so I, I a, think, I think I did a post I, on this. So. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, and it was literally. Yeah. I looked it up, and the average, I think, it was 27 minutes. You're a UK consumer <laughs> looking for a show on uh, wow. Netflix, and it was just about too much choice. That's what it comes down to, and it's a too delicious much, yeah. world of instant gratification. And yeah. sometimes when you have too much, you just you don't. So we have a rule now because we know we're going to watch films on a certain day. We yeah. pick the the film before it gets to the day. So actually, when you get to that point, there's no decision making. It's already done. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a smart idea. So yeah, we have a process because yeah, that's a big big uh, problem. Yeah, Aki, my wife has basically said to me now, before you even like open the app, the Netflix app, you have had to have decided what you're watching. Yeah, you have to. It's, it's, it's the only now. way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like you know, and uh, the the way I see it is that if I'm, especially with streaming, I, like I am going to commit to watching this. It's going to take yeah. my time away from me. So yeah. if I get five minutes in and this is not for me, I'm not I'm not carrying I'm not watching this through right and I'm like, so it has to be good and and that's my worry, um, uh, so so yeah I think I think that basically the future is, mm. um, is that eh, series on demand might start to be more like a schedule it might start to yeah. copy. What what linear TV was doing and and but yeah. tailor made for you, so it might go indie. Mm. It kind of does that already, but it might go. Yeah. Just sit down, indie. I'm going to decide for you what is what you should watch. You yeah, know, as an artificial yeah. bit of artificial intelligence, a bit of whatever is going to decide exactly what you and it's going to get it right. It's going to get it of right. Course. That is the future yeah. of TV. I think is is that we're. It, 
it's going to sort of go full circle. Series on demand is going to copy what linear TV does through a really yeah. clever, clever way, and it'll be tailor made for each of us. Do, do the bedlock. Cool. I think. Right, I think we need to wrap up because Goran needs to shoot. But I've got a couple yeah. quick bar questions to yeah, ask you. So just tell me the first answer that comes to your mind. Okay. So yeah. there's no no overthinking it. Just give me the first answer. All right. Okay. You ready? This is yeah. just for Sook. All right. Sweet or savory? Oh, savory. Jumper or hoodie? Hoodie. Best film we've ever seen. Mm. Uh, Raging Bull. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. A genie of a lamp gives you three wishes. What are they? Oh my god. Okay. Quick, quick, quick. No overthinking. No overthinking. You got to be quick. Uh, okay. Um, success for me and my family. Okay. Um, uh, a, a, a good future for my my toddler. Yeah. A happy future. Um, mm-hmm. And um, 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 oh gosh, uh, um, that that my my sort of my my house doesn't have issues in you know it doesn't like suddenly have a a problem. It doesn't with the fall into the it doesn't fall into the floor. Yeah, yeah, okay. It doesn't fall basically. Doesn't fall down. Yeah, like, all right, okay. You know. mm. <laughs> that's, that's a boring one. Last, last one's enough. a boring one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ribena or squash? Mm. Squash. Ooh, okay, alright. What's that thing called that people run on on fields? You know, the thing that's green? How do you call it? What do you call it? You what mow you it mean? outside, yeah. You mow it outside your house, yeah. what do you call it? Yeah, yeah, you mow it outside. Grass. Right, so that's it. Grass I say, grass? I say, I say, I say grass. I say grass, but okay. Grass, right. oh, I see. Grass or grass. Uh, uh, there, no grass. Right. Yeah. A few deaths. Is it ones. bath or bath? What's the... bath. I say bath. <laughs> yeah. Couple of Desi ones. Uh, what's the place of worship called for you? What do you call it? Godra. Uh, okay. Yeah. I say Godra. I'm, I'm, I'm a Gurdwara, I'm a much more soft. Godra. So, okay, uh, uh, a char. Go on. Yeah. Go on, go on. 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 Go he knows, he. A char or chutney? A char. Yellow dal or black dal? Yellow dal. Up and up and jab away or put the jet on there? Put the jet on there. There you go, listeners. One last one, which is quite a serious one. Yeah. What's the advice you wish someone gave you starting out in your career? Oh, okay. Uh, one advice is. Um, make sure you like and this is this is kind of the problem with the industry is that that it needs you need financial backing you need yeah before you go into this industry especially if you're starting at the beginning you know Mm. and you have to move out of your town and you whatever right you you don't have to do that so much now because it's more regional but um Mm. gather some funding like make sure that you've you've saved up a bit you've yeah you know uh, do that always I think that would be my my advice because you know otherwise you could get yourself into a bit of trouble yeah cool cheers Sook. Um shout outs for this week as well are uh, thanks to Gerdy for listening to the, the cast podcast that we just did and we really enjoyed it um, gave him a bit of insight on his own habits that we used to do in the corporate world um, thanks to Isha and Richard for leaving us a review was it on Facebook and Apple Podcasts please continue to do so guys on all platforms 
thanks to Harnik and Sandeep as well for giving us the top five Marvel films. And I'm glad we all agree that Doctor Strange is an underrated film. Garen, have you got any shout outs? Yeah, shout out to Jas, uh, who lives on my road, one of my very good friends. He also left a review. Uh, shout out to Amrik, mm-hmm. who gave me a phone call yesterday and said something really sweet, which uh, was really nice, which he said, when he's working, he listens to the podcast and he feels like he's part of the conversation, even though he's not there. And I thought that was, mm-hmm. that was really nice. So that's, that's all nice, for me. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Can I change, thanks can I, thanks can for I your change, time, man. Can I really appreciate it. Can I change my, my favourite film? Oh, here we go. There's always one. Go on. All right. The Predator. <laughs> the Predator. Arnie's, oh Arnie's best movie. Put that, in Put that in for me instead. That is right, genuinely fine. my favorite. The Predator. I'll give you that. All right. Thanks, Sook. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Week. No, thanks, guys, for uh, allowing me to to you know to join your podcast. It's great. I, no I really problem. Enjoy, I really Thank enjoyed you for being it. The first guest. First guest of many. Really enjoyed <laughs> it. Thanks for your time, guys. All right. Take care, take guys. Care. See, you. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.